Welcome to the Better Brave Podcast, where you get to hear unique stories from guests like you who choose to live bravely outside of their comfort zones. I'm Candace Dudley, your host, former teacher turned online business mentor and podcaster. This podcast is for you if you're committed to living life on purpose, no more following the rules of society. Go hit the follow button if you haven't yet and tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Welcome back to the show. I have a special guest today. Her name is Nicole. She's a doctor of pharmacy and has over a decade of experience as a holistic pharmacist. She is super passionate about sharing strategies and insights to help everyone achieve their best health. And so I can't wait to hear your story, how you got to this point and the messages that you have for us today. So welcome, Nicole. Thanks so much. I appreciate you having me. I've never been interviewed on a podcast before, so hopefully we do. Okay. Tell me how this happened. So do you, to me, like I picture my pharmacist downtown at a local pharmacy, Mm -hmm you need meds, you get them from there. Tell me what does it look like to be a holistic pharmacist? Well, here's the thing. I am what you are envisioning as your local pharmacist. I work in retail. And the nice thing though, is that we get to really know our patients super well. So my vision is as a holistic pharmacist, where I kind of see things a bigger picture than I think what a lot of people do in the more mainstream medical world. I think it's just good to know that not everybody is on board with you need medications, every single little thing. So there's a a kind of saying called a pill for every ill. That's a sort Mm -hmm. of mentality where anytime something happens, you're like, I need a medication. I need to see my doctor, you know? So I kind of think of things more big picture, and I really like to get down to the root causes of certain issues. To become a pharmacist, I imagine, is a long Mm -hmm. process and difficult. Can you talk about just maybe the mindset and the ups and downs that go with that and kind of how, if you've had to persevere or how did you get through that process? Right now, it is a doctorate program. So I had to do my undergrad work and then apply to pharmacy school. That was a four-year program. A lot of people, so I graduated 10 years ago, and I think about 75% of my class went on to even do a residency after that. So you can still do one or two years even after that um, if you want to kind of specialize in something or get more experience. Um, I just went right into retail because I really enjoy working with people and I kind of like that aspect of things too. But yeah, okay. there's a lot of schooling. So usually yeah. eight, eight plus years. Oh, wow. So when people come to you, are they typically coming from a doctor with a prescription or how are you able to get some of these alternative holistic type paths out to your people? That's a really good question. Yeah, it's your my environment is your typical what you're thinking of as CVS, Walgreens, that type of thing. Although I work in the independent, so I'm kind of in a small town. Um, so we can c- kind of develop better relationships with our patients, I think. It's usually people coming in with prescriptions. So I'll get a lot of, of this type of thing where it's like, I don't really like taking medications and they almost feel like embarrassed. Like they shouldn't tell me that. And I'm like, that's, that's good. I don't like taking them either. So, (laughs) you know, let's figure out maybe, you know, what you might be missing or what you might need in addition to this or to prevent this from happening again type of thing. So I really like focusing on prevention and helping people find 
like alternative solutions to needing medications or how they can, yeah, again, prevent something like that from happening again. So most of my people are here for prescriptions, but I wish people would come in more often just asking what kind of, you know, supplement they should be taking or that type of thing. Would most pharmacists have that knowledge that if we did choose to use them more as a resource, because I never think to do that. I think that either I go to like my chiropractic practitioner or my, I actually don't go to the doctor very often, but if, if we have to, yeah. but is that something that, that maybe our society or mindset shift needs to make? I think it's a really good option. I think it's going to be similar to what type of doctor you would choose to right? Like depending on what doctor you ask different questions to, they might give you different answers. They really have to know you and kind of what you're looking for. I think it's probably very similar in the pharmacy world. But what I will say is it's interesting in pharmacy, in, in retail pharmacy, for example, because it's one of the last healthcare practitioners that's easily accessible. Like if someone comes into my pharmacy and they're like, can I, t- I just want to talk to the pharmacist, ask, ask them a question. Here I am. Like, I just come right. out and talk to you, you know, try to get a hold of your doctor that. Right. That's super hard. You, so, yeah. That's, that's one of the reasons I actually, once I had kids really started shifting away from calling just my mainstream biggest clinic around because you would never get past the receptionist. I know. And it's it would terrible. Take, yeah. So um, you mentioned prevention, though, as one of your favorite topics. Mm -hmm. Can you give, are there some general prevention things that you recommend, or is it more so depend on your situation of what you're trying to prevent? Yeah, it really depends. But there are definitely some things that I feel the general population is probably low on, or you might want to look into just generally. But you do kind of have to look at yourself specifically, you know, can't blanket statement everyone. But do you want like some examples of some things that most people might need? So one of my favorite things is magnesium. Mm. I think that magnesium deficiency is widespread, um, whether it's because of certain conditions you might have, um, like digestive issues and whatnot. But really, it's coming down to our food. So I guess I haven't really mentioned yet that I also love nutrition. So mm-hmm. I'm always thinking about different types of food and how we can be healthier that way, because I would much rather get the things that I need from my diet and just good whole foods than from supplements or from medications or whatever. So yeah, magnesium is a huge one that a lot of people are deficient on, but often isn't measured Like when you go to get your labs done and stuff, it can be, it's either not measured or it's very difficult to measure. So that's one also, you know, especially like in the Midwest, I think, you know, a lot of your listeners probably in the Midwest, vitamin D is a huge one. Um, And that's a level that can be checked, but often isn't, but definitely can be optimized. So getting a good amount of sunlight while still balancing your sunscreen use and maybe a good supplement is it's tough. <laughs> yeah. Those I'm glad to hear those two brought up because I actually take those myself. Magnesium, hey. interestingly enough, I started taking probably in the last year mm-hmm. because of some digestion things that you just said and anxiety. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Absolutely. I didn't know that that was tied to that. So I do a spray because I read somewhere that mm-hmm. it absorbs faster or better in your body than an actual supplement that you swallow. Is that true? You, you do like an oral spray? Um, or like I, on your like skin? On my skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Your, your skin uh, is so absorbent. It doesn't necessarily absorb everything, but magnesium for sure. You can do like even Epsom salt baths, you know, yep. that Epsom salt has magnesium. So you can absorb it that okay. way. Yeah. I think it depends on the person. There are some oil right. supplements, you know, that you can absorb pretty well too, yeah. but yeah, if you're having digestive issues, that's a good idea. Have you noticed it's been helpful for you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. For, in both cool. categories. Yeah. So, so exciting. you mentioned food too. How important mm-hmm. is the quality of what we're eating? Huge. It's yeah. huge. And it plays into so many things in the pharmacy world. So many conditions and medications are to be used in conjunction with diet and exercise, which people mm-hmm. already aren't doing. So <laughs> we kind of have to start with the basics, I think, before yeah. we're jumping into jumping to the big guns. But if you had to list like a couple foods that you would say, avoid these in the United States. Mm. I feel like we have so many that so many ingredients and so many things that are toxic that other countries don't allow, which I still don't quite understand why the United States isn't on board with that. But are there any things that you would be like, yep, if you're having these, do your best to cut them out. So the biggest ones, I guess, that stand out in my mind are sugar. Mm. Um, Cause it's added into a lot of things. Now I'm just talking about added sugar. Um, not like fruit, you know, if you're eating oranges, great, (laughs) but I'm talking things that are added in, um, added sugar. You want to look out for, I don't, I try to stay away from artificial colorings and stuff too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I want to, that's a topic I want to dig more into soon just to kind of see like, which ones are the worst and why and everything. But I know it can definitely, especially in kids too, lead to hyperactivity issues and things like that. So I try to look out for that as well. And then I've also been getting more into oils as well. Like just what's the best type of cooking oils or oils and things like recently I was looking for salad dressing and it's like kind of difficult to find salad dressing that doesn't have a main ingredient of canola oil or soybean oil. Um, And those oils can be really anti-inflammatory and lead to problems. So Right. Kind of frustrating when you're trying to eat a salad and you're like trying to trying to be healthy and then you're putting unhealthy things on it. But yeah, I've noticed that too. Uh like I want something, a flavor on my salad, but then I don't mm-hmm. want to make my own salad dressing. You know, I'd rather no. it be more convenient, but <laughs> yes. those things are hard to come by. So mm-hmm, absolutely. You mentioned you have some things that you still want to dive into and keep learning about. Is as a yes. holistic pharmacist, are you always continuing that learning? Mm-hmm. And in the more traditional pharmacy world, like things change at work every day. Like you have to keep on up on stuff um, so much. And I think that it's the same in kind of this more holistic world too. Like things are always changing. So, you know, you kind of want to get a baseline and then stay up on things as best you can, I think, because we're yeah. always learning. Like yeah. We do not know everything. And I think sometimes we act like we do, but. Right. I'm a, I'm a former teacher. So we're constant oh, yeah. lifelong learners. I, I get that. Yeah. If there is any 
advice that you have for someone listening who really would like to start taking a more holistic approach, but sometimes for a variety of reasons, maybe being more holistic sometimes can feel like it's more expensive or the different things Mm. that people back where they don't have the knowledge. Is there a place that you recommend somebody starting that's small enough where some of those things won't hold them back? So something that they can do to start small is kind of what you're yeah. asking. I think, I think that's a great idea. I think it's good to start, just start with something that you find manageable and simple. So whether that be, I'm going to try to drink an extra glass of water every day, or I'm going to try to eat a salad three times a week or something. Like just make it a manageable goal because I think that you'll find when you start with something like that that's manageable, you'll be able to make bigger changes throughout the years. It's hard when you're everything's just like all at once and you're like, I'm gonna eat only organic things and I'm gonna drink two gallons of water every day and I'm gonna exercise for yeah. 60 minutes every day. It's it's really hard. And then you fail and you just like want to quit everything. Yes, exactly. (laughs) A lot of people are that way. Yes. So many. And so I like that. Yeah. Pick something that on a personal basis, like what seems easy. Mm -hmm. I can remember years ago when I first started making some shifts because as a college student, these types of ideas weren't even on my mind, but in my first year of teaching, Mm -hmm. I was feeling it. I was starting to have, you know, fatigue and gaining weight and I didn't feel good. And so I thought I need to to actually pay attention to this. And I remember the first thing I changed was my breakfast because I knew that I could make some easy eggs or breakfast. And that was simple enough to me to shift and just not have my cereal anymore. That was packed with sugar and not helping my day. Mm -hmm. So I get that. Yeah. I like that tip. Just something that's manageable to you. Is there anything else that you want to add that we haven't talked about? I recently started doing my own podcast. um, And that's kind of how we got connected. And that sort of plays into my holistic approach where, and I I know you do coaching and stuff too. And I love coaching and I love helping people. I just don't like for me personally, I'm, I'm working full time and I have a family and stuff too. And I don't have the time to invest in like one single person to really help them meet their goals. So this is sort of my way of getting information out to people. So it's like, here's the info and like whatever you choose to do with it is great and it might benefit you. So I'm just trying to bring good info that way. And I'm having a lot of fun with it because I love, I love, I'm a lifelong learner too. So I love getting information and just kind of whittling it down to what's super important and then kind of doing my takeaway on things. What is the name of your podcast? So it's called Plant-Based Farm. Plant-based is one word and then farm is P-H-A-R-M. Okay. And I actually started it during COVID. So when everyone was staying home initially, like, and only the essential businesses were open, like the liquor store and McDonald's, yeah. um, didn't, it, <laughs> it did so not true. make sense to me. And I was like, well, I know we don't know a lot about COVID yet, but what we were seeing initially is people who had diabetes and people who were obese, like had higher risk of death. And I'm like, well, then let's shut down McDonald's or let's 
educate people on yeah. what they should be eating because a lot of people don't know. Right. So that's kind of what I, where I started. And I was just kind of doing some edu- educational pieces in like a, my Facebook group and stuff. But I think it was helpful to a lot of people. And it was, it brings me a lot of joy when my friends or family reach out to me and say, Oh, I didn't realize I should try to buy my strawberries organic, you know, or yeah. something like that. Anyways, yeah. that's kind of the, some of the joy I'm getting from it. Do you see yourself coaching at some point, like on group coaching or individual basis as you go? I mean, I would love to, I don't, I just don't really have the time for something like that right now, but it is fun. It's super fun to see people reach their goals and just make changes for, you know, to be healthier. Yes, totally. And so let's go there and say, you have mm-hmm. a lot of resources out there. Tell me uh, where our listeners can, we know the podcast, but I know you have a website and Facebook group and Instagram. Tell me about those and where the <laughs> listeners could go to learn more about this. Plant-Based Farm is the podcast. The website is the same. It's plantbasedfarm.com. Okay. And I'm putting resources on there for basically like, okay, for example, I just did a podcast on... Um, like tick-borne illnesses and basically okay. how you can avoid ticks. How do you remove them? Like, what do you do if you find yeah. one type of thing? So I'm putting all that information on my website too. So you can just go search ticks and pull up the information so oh, you don't perfect. have to go find it somewhere else. But yeah. it's just kind of the general stuff. And then if you want to dig into it more later, you know, you can go elsewhere and dig into it. I have to keep it like kind of short. I could spend my entire life on like one topic if I really wanted to, (laughs) but I want to provide relevant information. And like, I have a couple little kids too. So I'm looking a lot for, you know, how do I pick the best mosquito repellent? Like, Mm. I don't want to be slathering them and stuff that's dangerous, you know? Okay. Then Instagram, it's plant-based underscore farm. And then Mm. my Facebook group is just plant-based farm. It's all plant-based farm. So that's easy to find then. Fantastic. I have a lot of moms that listen to this. So I hope moms are listening head over so you can get some tips because the things that we are putting on our kids, the sunscreen, the mosquito repellent, all that is full of lots and lots of icky stuff that we don't want on their, their skin. And so anytime we can get some information and, and alternatives on that is awesome. So thank you for spreading that kind of message. Absolutely. When you think here, as we wrap up, is there any message that you would want the listeners to take with them today? I was thinking about this and this is something that's kind of forefront in my mind lately related to what I'm doing. And I I really like people to not be defined by their diagnoses. Mm. So For example, I don't want to take anything away from mental health. Like it's very important to be aware of yourself and to be vigilant in mental health. But let's just say depression, for example, if you've struggled with depression or if you've struggled with anxiety, I don't like people to carry that with them for the rest of their life. It could have been a season, a time you were in, you were deficient on magnesium, you were not eating well, you know, that type of thing. So don't take it with you into your future. you don't have to, you don't have to be defined by your diagnosis. It creates a lot of hopelessness Hmm. and not wanting and not being able to improve or live a full life. So yes, thank you so much. It's just an example, but 
Yes. Yeah. Or diabetes. Like I don't, I don't call people diabetics. I say mm. you have diabetes, but I don't want you to be defined by it. Thank you for that. So, I, yeah, that can just go across the board with a lot of things. I'm going to link everything in the show notes for our listeners. And okay. I just thank you so much for being on and being willing to share your story. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. To our listeners, have a better brave day. Hey, thanks for being here. I love being able to highlight entrepreneurial journeys because no two are the same. To grab my free sales page planner or to book a discovery call with me, head to the show notes. Finally, please leave a quick review so I can continue this work. See you next week.